This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, where Lee Rosen and Ned Days cover management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for building the practice you deserve. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Taitung City, Taiwan. We're on a road trip around the country. We've been driving along the coast for a few days with lots of breaks to see scenery and to eat seafood. We've also been up in the spectacular green mountains, hiking along the rivers and across suspension bridges, looking at the views, exploring waterfalls, and even happening upon monkeys crossing right in front of us. This part of Taiwan is pretty spectacular. It's time for your tech tip. Sometimes you need a quick way to put up a banner or notification on your website. You may need to alert your visitors that they want to brand a new iPhone or that sexy singles in their area are online and ready to chat. Maybe you just need a way to put up a quick message that your office is closed due to inclement weather or a convenient method for attaching that sign-up form for your email marketing provider. Whether it's something exciting or something boring, there is a very interesting way to leverage a tool you probably already have installed on your site to open up some new possibilities. You likely already have Google Tag Manager running on your website, and if you don't, you should. Tag Manager is a tool that has been around for years now. If you ever fiddled with your website in the olden days, particularly trying to set up and install tracking scripts and pixels for Google Analytics, Facebook, LinkedIn, Reddit, and any other ad tracking platforms, you are likely familiar with the process of trying to find the right file on the server to edit, pasting in the code alongside all of the other tracking scripts, crossing your fingers, saving the file, and then waking up the next day to find that none of your analytics or tracking were working properly because something got messed up in the process. Tag Manager was built to solve this problem. You install one code on your website, the Tag Manager code, and then inside the Tag Manager dashboard, you add and configure all your other tracking scripts, configuring where and when they should fire and how they should behave. There are a lot of more advanced features for tracking behavior in Google Analytics and triggering events off of clicks and video views and advanced goal completions. I'm not going to bore you with a tutorial on Tag Manager, but you should check with your web developer to be sure it's how you're managing tracking scripts on your website. And creating banners or pop-ups or forms in Tag Manager is something you're going to want to have your developer set up too if it's something you decide to do. The tool allows you to insert basically any HTML or JavaScript code that you want, but it's not a page or a form builder. You need to have that code ready to go, and that's likely something you'll want to contract out. But because you can save and edit these additional pieces of code for things like notifications and email sign-up forms, and then leave them inactive until you need them, you can have your web developer put them in place now, and then you or someone on your team can easily turn them on or off as needed. And because they're just blocks of code, you can go further and do things like using Tag Manager to insert email collection pop-ups or info forms for taking data into your CRM. You've probably come across the ability to copy some code in your CRM or email marketing software that places a sign-up form on your website. Those can go in Tag Manager as well. We use this for email signups on some pages of roseninstitute.com. Users click a link to sign up, and that fires an event in Tag Manager that displays a pop-up with the sign-up form that we copied straight out of ActiveCampaign. So the question becomes, why would you bother doing this over adding a plugin to your site that creates banners or a plugin from your email marketing software that gives you a short code for sign-up forms? That's how most people go about this, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that approach. 
but there are three reasons I've started moving some of these non-standard items into Tag Manager. The first is that it's less complexity on our website. It's one less plugin or theme customization that I have to worry about. I'm not stressing that a site or plugin update is going to break something. The second is access. Tag Manager allows you to grant access to anyone you want, kind of like you do with Google Analytics, so you can give access to people you don't necessarily want having access to the website. They can turn on and off these extra messages or notifications or pop-ups as necessary without ever needing to go into the back end of your website. And Tag Manager keeps a history of all changes, so if they turn on or off the wrong thing, you can easily roll back to before the change was made. And the last one might not sound super important, but I have noticed that load times with these elements we've loaded up into Tag Manager are really good. I've had trouble with some banner and pop-up plugins on our WordPress site in the past being slow to load all of their fancy scripts and graphics. Google really wants to make sure that all of their advertising and tracking doodads are up and running as quickly as possible when your page loads, so if I can piggyback off of their infrastructure to load things a little faster, all the better. I'm Ned Days, and that's your tech tip. And now for your moment of concise advice. Lots of lawyers are engaged with social media to attract attention to their law firm. That's great. It works if you've got the personality and creativity and energy for doing that. We've got quite a few Rosen Institute members who have become amazingly effective over the years at using one or more of these online social media platforms to build an audience and to draw in clients. I really love watching them do the things that they do. They're creating TikTok videos and podcasts and blog posts and all sorts of other forms of interesting content. But there is a limit on how much you can grow your business with social media if you're not careful about how you present yourself. Yes, you want to be a little bit internet famous. You want to get known so that folks can decide to like you and to trust you so that they will hire the law firm. But you need to be famous as the person making a promise on behalf of your law firm and not as the person who is famous for doing the legal work if growing your law firm is your objective. You want to be the lawyer who promises and not the lawyer who performs. Here's what I mean. Too many lawyers get busy on social media and become known as the lawyer that prospective clients should hire. The clients get to know you online. They like you. They trust you. You are the expert and they want you to handle their case. While that's great for getting business, it's a limited form of marketing. It's based on the personal relationships that you create with people. It's not an approach to marketing that is scalable. What will happen is that you'll bring in clients who expect you to do the work, and then you are limited by your availability. You are limited by your available time. Now, some lawyers Lawyers assume that they can take on these new clients and hand them off to associates. That's the approach that many of us have taken to achieve growth in the past. But the reality is that that approach always generates some pushback from clients. They came in wanting you and they got this younger, cheaper, less experienced version of you who lacks the good looks that they saw on your YouTube 
YouTube videos. They're disappointed, and that's not good. A better strategy is to use social media to become known as the lawyer who promises things, the lawyer who has the solutions to the client's problem, the lawyer who is always looking out for the client's best interest, the lawyer who is always on the client's side. This approach, making promises, this is a scalable marketing strategy. You can reach more people with this approach, and when you do, you'll start to get more business because people will see you as someone that they can trust and someone who has their best interest at heart. Instead of promising to do the work yourself and then having disappointed clients, what you're doing is promising that the work will be done for the client in the way that they need it done. In effect, you aren't selling you on social media. You are selling your product. You are selling your promise. When you are creating social media content, distinguish between you being the expert who delivers the service personally and you being the leader of a business which delivers on a brand promise, on the brand committing to do things the way that they are done by that brand. For example, Elon Musk does not build or deliver your Tesla to you. He's the leader of a company. The product is Tesla. Tim Cook, another example. He does not service your computer needs. He delivers to you an Apple computer for your use. With Elon and Tim, you develop trust in the way that they get the brand to deliver on its promise. You don't expect them to deliver themselves. You expect an excellent Product. Now, don't get distracted by the word product. Apple and Tesla, my two examples, they are as much services as they are products. That's the nature of the game today across the spectrum of nearly everything sold. Apples and Teslas and everything else, they are nearly always a combination of product and service and more. Like Apple and Tesla, what you promise and what you deliver is a combination of a product and a service. So there is a product in what you deliver that is very distinct from you, the front person in your social media. You don't want your client demanding you as the spokesperson to be the same person who delivers the product personally. What that means is that you're always promoting the way that your business delivers the service. You want to think of the service that you are delivering very much as a mix of service and product. So in my law firm, I wanted to deliver, for example, a Rosen divorce. I didn't want to deliver Lee Rosen doing the divorce. Rosen Law Firm has a way of doing things. Let's call it the Rosen way. Well, that's the promise of the brand. That's what I want to communicate in social media. It's important that you make the distinction in your social media between you and the promise of the brand, or you will forever be in the role of delivering the service personally and having clients object to anyone else delivering that service on behalf of the brand. What's good about your law firm 
It's not you. It's the thing that you've built that consistently delivers this service that people want and need. It's the promise of your brand that matters. That's what counts. And that's what you need to communicate in your social media. That promise, the promise of your brand, it's delivered by systems developed to consistently deliver on the promise that you're making. McDonald's is a good example of systems delivering on the promise consistently, but most of us prefer to think of ourselves as something more than McDonald's. We'd rather think of ourselves as Apple or Tesla, but that's why I'm so often talking about systems, systems that deliver on the promise of the brand. The system, the way you do things, it's how you deliver on the promise that you're making when you stand out there on social media, when you stand out there in front and make a promise. So in your social media, you want to be the lawyer who promises and not the lawyer who performs. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Taitung City, thanks for spending a few minutes with me and Ned today. We hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there. I promise. We're all in this together, and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management, and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit roseninstitute.com insider for two more episodes each month, plus exclusive courses and special content all for free. Become a Rosen Institute insider at roseninstitute.com insider.